0: Every life has a story and every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story. They are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Here at Kingdom Stories from Down Under, we get a lot of testimonies of how people met the Lord Jesus. Well, it's not often they hear somebody meeting the Lord or having an encounter with the Lord on a plane, hearing a message of salvation from a stewardess. But it can happen. Well, it did happen to Trevor Dinsman, who is my guest tonight. Trevor, that is just incredible. Isn't Thank it? you, it
1: it's is. <laughs> it was an ambush. It's yeah. usually
0: the other way around. We 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 share the gospel with the stewardesses with the pilots.
1: Yes, that no, so, was definitely an ambush. I look back now, and there was no other way God could have manoeuvred me into the corner. She was not only a, a a lovely lady, and most of my friends were ladies because I was a marsupial. <laughs> but she had to be married to a lead guitarist out of a famous rock band. Wow! So of all people to talk to me, she was scary. Yeah. Like she only just met me, and she's looking at me, and I'm going. Who told you all this? <laughs> <laughs> she was a remarkable lady, and uh, she pulled out these books out of a bag and said, look, I said, what are these? They said, these are all the testimonies that God does every day of my life. There were hand Yes, she wrote. She kept a journal. And she showed it to you or she gave yeah, it Yeah, she showed it to me and God did this and God did that. And I said, that's pretty incredible. Who is this God, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'd just been through relationship number 135 and it fell over. Of course it wasn't my fault either. Yes, no, never. Never. And, uh, never Trevor. Never Trevor, that's right. And she looked at me and she said, did you love her? And I said, well. I, I don't know. I was like, I For the moment. And she led forward and uh, she had these big eyes. And she said, do you know what love is? And I said, yeah, I've been around, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm man of the world. And she pulled out a Bible and she opened the Corinthians. And she spread it across to me and she said, look at that. Love is not proud, love's not love is not lovers. I said, that's Hollywood. Nobody loves like that. <laughs> you know? Not Hollywood, Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. <laughs> and she said, no, no, God loves you like, like that. that. Oh. Oh man, my heart started to beat. And she went across the table and she looked me in the face. She said, You've called out to God. Mm. And two days before, uh, having been in a popular rock band, we've done three encores and raging night. I left the back door and all the way home, I just kept coming down. Till I got home and I was as flat as attack. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with me? You like know, the band's making over half a million dollars a year. We are the biggest... This in the early 80s. This is in the early 80s, yeah. That would be four it was times. huge. That would be two, three million now, at least. It was, we were the, we were the band. There was no AFL, there's no computers, there's no mobile phones. If you didn't go see your favorite band, you just didn't go out. Yeah. That's the way it was. And we were the top of the pile. Uh-huh. We were at the top of the food chain. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with me? Everybody wants to have my job. And I didn't have any contentment. Yeah. And because it's like, there's a funny thing with success, Hey, eh? When you're window shop, you can dream about what you can have or what you'll do and all yeah. these things. But when you have eventually got those things and you're still not happy, it's a terrible kind of misery. <laughs> and despite all the things that I had and everywhere I went, it ah, oh, you're in the gym, so look, I'll, I'll see you Friday night, you know? Let me in, you know? There was all this stuff going on all the time. And uh, we did support with Eurythmics and Men at Work and I can't remember all these bands and we met them and they were more miserable than what we were. (laughs) And I used to think, what's wrong with this industry? Because it's fake. It's all entertainment. And uh, so I found myself that night with my cat and me and walking up and down the little path and looking at the stars and saying, is there a God out there?
0: Mm.
1: I was a little bit under the weather. Yeah. But I was being sincere. Yeah. If you're not out there, I need to know. And mm-hmm. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing because this is the best I got. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said to him. And within one week, here am I, approached by this lady. And she just, that's why she said, you've called out to God. And that scared me. Because she wasn't there. <laughs> she knew and I panicked and I... I got off and I got away from her as quick as I could but she gave me one of those little chick tracks. Yeah. And so when I finally got home, I couldn't, I just couldn't rest. I, uh-huh. I turned on the TV, I, I had the, the radio on, I, I made a coffee, I tried to roll a joint, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm going, what is going on? I was in turmoil, and, which wasn't me, I was unemotional. And uh, so I sat down finally and read that little chick track. And of course Mm. on the back is the sinner's prayer. And I knelt down next to my bed and said that prayer. And I don't remember another thing. Honestly, I woke up in the morning fully clothed laying on my bed like this. What happened, you know? And I went in the bathroom and I thought, I feel like a kid on Christmas day. (laughs) You know, when I was 26 years old going on 45, uh, I was cynical, you know. It yeah. wasn't like me. No. And I was looking at my eyes in the bathroom going, why is God? Because I'd never been to a church, never read a Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, only occasionally in all the travelling and the bands, I did a lot of tours around Australia. And you'd stay in hotels, motels, and there'd be the little Gideons and you'd pull it out. Oh, hey. and <laughs> you put it back. <laughs> never made any sense. Yeah. And here am I. And I remember ringing those Christians up. That I made contact with and I said, I don't know what's happened to me, but I, I feel really excited. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, what did you do? I said, I said that little prayer on the back of the chief track. Yeah. Why? why, why what, what happened? <laughs> and uh, they invited me along to church and uh, funny enough, I rolled up this building in Mount Lawley and I looked at it and I thought, this is the very church where my parents got married. Wow. I remember the picture of them standing on the front steps. They, Yeah. And I went, wow. And I went round the back and there was a room out the back of the church and there was all these people there and they were making funny noise and nodding backwards and forwards and I thought, oh, this is yoga classes. <laughs> when they're finished, the church will probably we're come started. Oh Yeah, and I'm standing there very, whatever, it's cool, you know. And someone came up and said, oh, have you come for church? I said, yeah. They said, it's round here oh, okay, I won't ask what they were doing. No, And uh, came inside and found people that had that same smile on their face, that yeah. joy. And I knew absolutely nothing, mm. zippo. Yeah. All I knew was something had happened to me. Yeah, and, But it was glorious, it was a real childhood. I had a beautiful Christian childhood. Mm. People surrounded me and started Teaching me things, I was still Monty Python. Yeah. The other guy doing the Sunday school teaching us converts big I said, oh, mate, is that a moustache and eyebrows? Come down for a drink, you know? he's looking at me, going, oh, I've got a problem here. that yeah. Monty Python, where you have that mocking spirit of everything, was still in me. So I was at the uh, church in Mount Lawley and still ignorant of God. <laughs> But It's saved, place. yeah. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, you know, and. Uh, on your own or in a relationship no, just like, On your own, yeah. Just cut everything, and. Uh, but I would go to church on Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon. I'd play the session. Yeah, and drink and carry on and smoke. Not really. No, I was freaking out. I was hiding in the back room. Because <laughs> uh-huh. suddenly everything was different to me. I had uh-huh. new eyeballs, and I'm thinking, what am I doing? You know. It was like going from heaven to hell because I'd go to church, yes. go have lunch with Christians, different have a wonderful people, different time. Different atmosphere, different culture. Then back into the snake pit. And it was, and I remember going to the pastor and I said, what do I do? Like, you know, I'm like this is a, And he said, brother, you know, you stay there and God will get you out when he wants you out. Uh-huh. He got me out on 28th of June and all the other guys paid provisional tax except me. <laughs> God's got a wonderful sense of humor they were furious. Of the financial year. exactly they were furious and uh, it, it just it, but the funny thing about it was you know before that happened I was um I was still playing all the pubs yeah. and I couldn't see how I could walk away from that industry because it, it, it's a whole lifestyle yeah you're a master you live at night you live in another world yeah. everyone else is normal but you're not yeah. And uh, I was a bit worried. And so I, I was praying one time, it's just a new convert, and I felt God speak to me and say, You need to get up at the hotel and testify. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm running around the churchyard, what, 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 what do I say? You know, yeah. I'm all, <laughs> asking all these people. Yeah. And uh, we were playing at the raffles, I don't forget it. And it's chopper, it's 1,500 people out there. Wow and uh before the beautiful big building yes all got pulled out there yeah. but uh i said to the, the sound engineer got saved two weeks before me so he was controlling the PA yes and it was a fifteen thousand watt PA biggest one in Australia for a band wow. so i had a good Mike. opportunity <laughs> and uh, i said look i'll play the first bracket second song of the second bracket i'm going to say something he goes, I'm with you. And so we played away, and uh, suddenly I stepped up to the mic, and I never did unless I was doing the harmony. Yeah. I didn't do the singing, the other guys did. And I could see on the corner of my eye the singer looking at me like, What are you doing? Yeah. Here's this crowd out there. And I said, Guys, you know, you come here every week looking for something, and you don't find it, do you? Because it's not here. I said, There's a God shaped vacuum in your heart, only God can fill. And and the guys on the stars started swearing and they're all embarrassed and I couldn't see anything because all the lights were mine. Yeah. I didn't know if a joke was coming my way or what was going on. And the manager of the hotel with Burko later, what are you doing preaching in my hotel? Yeah. And but when I did that, I only spoke for probably a minute and a half. I stepped back and I felt it was broken. Yeah. I didn't belong there anymore. And I remember going into the back room. They kicked you out that night. Well, a few days later, they had a meeting and asked me to leave. They didn't want me to leave. Yeah. They said, we don't want you with your God, is what they said to me. Yeah. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm on your side now. And uh, I left and it was a non-meeting because they were worried about, uh, they were arguing about me and my faith. Yes. I was saying, what about your soul? You're still loving them and wanting their salvation. It was so funny. It yeah. was a non-meeting. Yeah. So we just finished up, we parted ways, and I never, ever went back. You mm-hmm. know, they had probably five, six reunions. Yeah. They had TV advertising, they'd take pages out of the paper. The original Jets. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not there. Mm-hmm. And only about... I used to go to the little concert outreach at Potter's House. It was really... Uh, amateur out. It's pretty yes. bad, you know, sitting there on the floor, you know, after being in the jets and, uh, but I remember the first concert I went and saw and the drama team guys lost their lines, forgot, <laughs> someone's yelling them out from the side, the band took three goes to start one song, and I'm going, what is this? Where did they know? Then this guy gets up to do the old call and he freezes. <laughs> so some other guy comes on and takes the mic and 25 people got saved. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, I yeah, must have I, missed something. I, yeah, I just going to do this. <laughs> and it was only probably about three weeks later, they said, would you like to come and audition with the band? I said, really, I was happy. I put my guitarist under my bed and I was happy being nobody. I was actually enjoying it. It was yeah. wonderful. And um, so their joke was... They auditioned me and they all left the band and joined me. Yeah. (laughs) But truth be known, uh, we formed a relationship uh, with the band and. uh, Body Jets. Oh, they were called 180 Degree Band. Oh, nice. Because they turned around. And we we travelled and travelled around Australia twice, New Zealand, uh, went to Russia, went to the UK. Uh, Everywhere we went, we played concert outreaches and uh, we recorded two albums, three albums along the way. And uh, I thought to myself, man, God didn't rob me of anything. I gave him my guitars, I gave him that, and I was willing to sit there and be be nobody. Mm -hmm. And after a while, he gave them back. He sanctified them. And uh, I saw other musicians come in. I reached out to them and they would come in but they didn't want to let go. Mm-hmm. They still wanted to be Mr. Superstar out here yeah. and have Jesus, yeah. and um, it don't work. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was a glorious ride, and over the years, just seeing all the people saved through those concert ministries, just, I remember the first night in Moscow, I got up and I used to play a little mm-hmm. thing to warm the crowd up, a bit of yeah. classical, a bit of this, a bit of that, you know, and they know their classics they go, are Yeah, bark, yeah. And, uh, and then the band would come on and join me, and yeah. we cranked it. And there was probably, I don't know, two and a half, 3,000 people in giant theaters, because mm. it was their summer, so yeah. that sun was up. And um, at the end, I knew I had to preach to them through the interpreter. And I'm thinking, I'm from Perth. Mm. and I don't relate to you people <laughs> yeah. and I remember taking the mic and all God spoke to me was the word frustration and mm. he does that, he gives me a word and he walks away, I wish he wouldn't people. <laughs> <A bit more. laughs> and I have to sit there and meditate and I realised he was saying there's two kinds of frustration when things aren't right yes. and you can do something about it and then when things aren't right and you and, can't do anything about it <laughs> that was the Russian people too poor to stay, too poor to leave. Yeah, and I said, You need to cut the world off before the world cuts you off. I said, You want to meet this Jesus who can transform your life? Yes, said, your world changes when you change. I
0: Absolutely. said, Come down
1: the front, the whole theater got up and just moved down on mass. Beautiful, Pastor. <laughs> he Keep let him in a, bit of, a bit of mass prayer, you know. Yeah. And I thought to myself, Man, the music I used to play was destructive. Into mm. the night, people were drunk. They were fighting. They were riding themselves off on the way home. Yeah, and we were taking their money to the bank. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and here am I, similar music, different message. Yeah, and people are responding. And some of those people, I remember one blonde haired. Russian guy, very handsome guy, he wore a Guns N' Roses t-shirt. Yeah. He was with his mates and when I was preaching to him, these mates are standing giving me the burden. <laughs> I thought, I feel like I'm at home. In <laughs> old days, the bad old days. Yeah, bad old days. And he got so gloriously saved, he came to everything. Yeah. And... Uh, Sometimes life, those guys
0: become the best the most
1: radical. He was so touch because they think back then they thought any westerner was filthy rich, yeah, they didn't you know we paid our own way to go there, of course, yeah, but that's the way they think. because yeah. they live in one or two or three room flats if you're really yeah. famous, you know, and it's tough for them. But he knew that we'd come to bring the good news, mm. and he was so touched. He came up, gave me a big Russian bear hug, tears running down his face, Beautiful. and uh, and he gave me his plectrum. Nice. So I gave my spectrum, and yeah. then I went, <laughs> and I said to the interpreter, uh, "He's thanking me for coming." Yeah. And I said to the interpreter, "You tell him if the only thing that happened was he got saved, it was worth coming." Absolutely. And he cried again, gave me another big crushing bear hug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're thinking, man, the gospel works. It does. This strange language, this strange country. You know, I'm from Perth. <laughs> yeah. And everywhere we went during the week. We saw multitudes come to Christ, you know, with live theatre. We used mine, yes, because that's all they understand. And, uh, but they love it, mm. and the crowds would just pack in. And I remember on the way home just sitting on the plane and just contemplating what happened, what God did, and just thinking, man, Australia is a paradise. Absolutely. <laughs> Over there, you know, it's yeah. third world country, but here, You've got a 30-meter aisle of cheese. What cheese do you want? Yeah, yeah. It was like a burden when I came back. Over there, oh, there's a big roll and a cheese stick. Oh, I'll have the cheese stick. Thank you. It's good I <laughs> have one. Yeah, it's one or the other. Yeah. And they live very simply, very tough. And I thought to myself, God has reached out to these people and he's going to bless them. Mm. And uh, one of the Russian guys said to me, it's amazing that you're here because... The communist government doesn't really like Christians. He said in fact they were discussing it in Parliament one time. Yes. And one of the Russian politicians stood up and he said, For goodness sake, Mr. President, Jesus rose from the dead. And he said, Well, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way they were. They were so entrenched. And yet, truth be knowing, we had more liberty to go anywhere and preach the gospel than we do here. Yeah. It's no problem. It's at funny all. because you're also sweet. Your mentality
0: changes when you're there. You do. You don't have that fear element. You don't have that uh, intimidation element. Yes. You're almost like, I came for this. I'm, I'm a man on the you mission. You become bold, don't you? Whereas here, you don't feel like you're a man on the mission. Well, even though you are.
1: prophets without in his own home. Yeah. And it's like when you go to another country, they look at you. Yeah, they you know captivate. What like. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we only had to... Because the right. Russian people love love um poetry, all this stuff. So you only have to start talking. And immediately you've got a crowd. Nice. And I remember being in a marketplace and we used to have this little generator, we'd crank up the PA and we'd play. Big crowd was all happening. And uh, this uh, I said to them, gave the gospel, people came forward, and this big Russian guy comes by says, You to interpret you ask, is anyone not feeling well, anyone sick? And yep. this Big Russian guy, <laughs> giant kind of comes for I said, no, "Ask him what's the matter." No, stomach pain." And I said, "Oh, okay." Lifts his shirt and his bullet wounds. Oh, welts. He was in the war in Afghanistan and wow. got, got ambushed. And I said, "Ask him how long he's been in pain." And he said, "Years." No, no social network over there. Yes. I said, put your hand on your stomach and put his hand on his stomach. I put my hand and prayed a simple prayer and his head went back. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, what's going on? What it was, he felt God touch him and he started crying. Because yeah. like, he was a big tough guy, he didn't want me to see him crying. Yeah. And I mean, he was pouring down his shirt like this. No. I said, ask him what's happened? And she goes, oh, no, no, He goes, "Yeah, yeah." So I punched him in the stomach, I did a wiggles with it. Yes. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I said tell the crowd and he turned around and told him, yeah, like <laughs> this. I thought, God, you're amazing. Yeah. I don't understand Russian, but you do. <laughs> yeah, it was a glorious experience and comparing that with, you know, fame and fortune of Jets, there's no wonderful. comparison, no yeah. comparison, it's wonderful. And I'm, just seeing it in the light, it's just wonderful, isn't it? One of the guitarists finally passed away from colon cancer in I got to him before he uh, passed away. From and the jet. Yep. Yeah, managed to lead him to salvation. Wow. And he died two hours after I prayed with him, you know. Wow. And so um, they had a big concert with all these people from over east and overseas, came in, a yeah. benefit thing for his wife, and at the uh, Charles Hotel. And uh, I didn't go, to her, of course, but I went to the big gathering next day. Yes. And I'm thinking, I haven't seen a lot of these guys for 20 years. And uh, so I took my son, you know, scared again. <laughs> and I walked in and I just stood in the doorway looking at this mass crowd of people thinking, no, is there anyone I recognise? And the lead singer from Jets, his wife sees me she runs over, wraps her arms around and starts crying. Wow. I thought, well, nice to see you too, Jane, you know. Then he came home and he starts wheeling me around the room and reintroducing me to people. Yes. Like I'm some sort of long lost hero. And I'm thinking, what is going on here? Mm. I'm the one who stayed on my Christian path. You're the you're the rockets. Rock yeah. And but they heard the story of me going over, giving Paul a big pile of cash for his medical, yes, basis, and then praying with him. Yes. And they got, a And they had this respect. Yeah. Because yeah, their idea is to raise a beer glass. Yeah. There's Paul. Oh, you yeah, know. Yeah. That's all they. They don't know what to do. And uh, it was incredible. They treated me like I was this, you know. Yeah. It was incredible. It really, really was. And uh, after I left, I had this warm feeling. The guy from uh, in- Express magazine was there. He did a photo shoot. Yeah. Original Jets. Yes. You know, and all the jokes were going on, but they knew we were the guys who cracked it. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of respect in the room. I mean, half the roadies looked like ZZ easy top. You know. <laughs> yeah. It was only their eyes I recognised. <laughs> It was quite funny, but it was very powerful to think that God got the glory out of that. Yeah. And those guys all talked about, there was no one who showed me any disregard or disrespect in that room. Even the guy from the record company. Wow. He came up, he said, I heard what you did. I said, what did you hear? He said, I heard. From
0: raising a glass to raising a hallelujah. Hallelujah,
1: yes. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing, well, mate, in heaven. Amen. Yeah, he was a rough diamond, had a really rough life, a uh, superb musician, but um, I never forget praying with him and his wife standing behind him, yeah. just crying, mm. absolutely weeping, uh, but not in a bad way. Yes. And I thought, man, we're we, we are so blessed to have something to offer to people in need, yeah. not just a pat on the back or yeah. a, here, mate, have a beer, yeah. you know? you actually have something to offer. No. And it's such a joy, yeah. I wrote on that for weeks, you know. Mm. Just felt so glad. And uh, you talk about the uh, God speaking to you and times when I didn't respond mm. to that straight away and someone passed away before I could get to them. Mm. And I had to repent. So God, you were talking to me. Yeah. And I, I wasn't diligent. Mm that happened a couple of times and in my earlier years. And from then on, I always responded <laughs> straight away. Like, well, I felt said, yep, I hear that. I'm off. <laughs> That's the best way. It is the best way. out yeah, processing. Yeah. So um,
0: you were born in Perth. Born in Perth. Born and raised here. How many kids in your family? Yeah, I've got two sisters. Older?
1: Yeah, uh, one younger, one older. And I was actually born a twin. And oh. he died at birth. It oh. was pretty horrible back then. They put him in a box, just take him away. That was it. And no one ever saw where he was buried or anything. Yet. No funeral or nothing? No, but there was always a connection between my mum and I. She was a gorgeous lady. She was it, would him. it be easier on the parents, you think? Because then they could focus just on the light one? Well, now they give you the baby of and you have time to yeah. be with it. Back then it was very British. Yeah. And uh, Take it away in a box, you know, not, not even telling you where he's buried. And many times during my life, I thought, "Gee, I wonder what life would have been like with my brother." Sure. You know, and uh, my mum had many of those same thoughts at the same time. Yeah. There's some spiritual connection, you know. So yeah, so I was raised with two sisters, which is which is a bit tough sometimes. Mm-hmm. But good. Yeah, but I I loved them out didn't they? No, I suppose. <laughs> my younger good. sister did. The older sister was the typicalist. Yeah. She was an intellectual, you know. How far apart were you? Oh, she's a couple of years ahead of me. Yeah, but I mean, probably 10 years ahead of me. Yeah, she was... Uh, <laughs> like my sister. <laughs> being a boy. You <laughs> know. Well, you can choose your friends and not your family. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, I, well, my dad was uh, the Aussie boozer. He'd come back from the pub with the uh, two bottles in the brown bag. Yeah. There you go, love. Where's dinner, you know? And uh, he spent most of his life like that, unfortunately. And so when I got saved, I knew there was a lot of water under the bridge. Mm-hmm. And I remember hopping in my car, praying in tongues the whole way, and sat down with my dad and said, Dad, we need to have a chat. Was he and sober? He was sober, and he argued with me, like you, they do. And I just said, Dad, how different would have your life, my life, Mum, my sisters, if you'd never drunk? how a all, challenge. All the steam went out again. His head went down he said, Son, you sound like a preacher. <laughs> I said, Thank you, Dad. That's one of the nicest things you ever said to me. Because <laughs> he always resented me being a professional musician and earning all that money because he felt it wasn't a proper job. Yeah. Because people say, you know, oh he worked here for uh, in mm-hmm. a Tool Store, mm-hmm. a big boilermaking company, but yeah, people say, Oh, what do you do? I say I'm a musician. Oh, what do you do for a job? I'm a musician. I'm a musician. <laughs> 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 they just thought it was a uh, no hope a drug addict, but we weren't drug addicts. No. We saw lots of drug addicts. You were actually professional musicians. Professional, you were sober on stage, you acted like you were half-cut. Yeah. But it was all just, we had big jugs of water, cold water, on stage, all placed around, and then have a towel, in. because when the smoke bombs go off, all the metal would come down. Yeah. And it'd be floating on top. And you'd yeah. grab the tape, <laughs> mouth full of metal. <laughs> but it was all show, and we knew that people just want to be entertained. Yeah. That's what they don't care. How they, they were them. knocked out anyway. Yeah, it was all part of the scene, yeah. you know. We'd say those special songs for the end of the night, but would all be crazy. Yeah. And we would, uh, and they'd give us a whole call and we'd come on and do it, go off. Did you do any piles while you were young? No. No, I was pretty, I saw too many people really, really damaged. you talk about drugs, are you? No, I'm talking about qualifications. Oh, like yeah. Calls. I did quals. I've never heard of quals. Call yeah, I actually had a really good education yeah. and did an apprenticeship electrical fitting and did electrical engineering at night school. Okay. And uh, so once I had that under my back pocket, and I was still very young. because you were still spending most of the time... Singing and playing in the band, yeah. Okay. But I managed to get through, and I quit my job, which everyone said idiot. The music, the the band. Quit, quit my electrical. Oh, you quit your electrical? Yeah, I was working for Commonwealth Electrical Engineer. Oh, okay. To go into the band. Yeah, I applied for leave without pay for here to pursue um, musical studies. Yes. And they didn't buy it. No. See you later. So I mean, and Back then Telecom
0: was part of the, the federal government, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, was it was a public. huge organisation, yeah. we
1: did all the ABC, we did everything and uh, it was a very good apprenticeship and uh, so I was well educated, but there was a thing and what I was doing, uh, I was actually burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. So I, my early years was all football, mm-hmm. football, 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 football. Footy, Australia, Australian. Played club football, played with the Perth Colts and uh, played state school boys, yep. did all that. Yep. It was footy footy-footy, but along the way, uh, I started playing guitar. So mm. I was playing for a, a, a South Suburban football team. Yeah. I was doing night school, I was yep. working for telecom, yep. and I was playing in a band. <laughs> so, so what would that's happen? Girls. Oh I'd be I'd be in my car asleep. And my mum would come out in the morning to get the newspaper, and she'd knock on the window, You're going to work, dear? Yeah. Where are we? Which I? way? Yeah, and something had to go. Yeah. So I chucked the whole lot in, and we as a went to professional music, oh. which everyone said, Wrong, wrong. <laughs> yeah, not one person was with me. And where did you meet Sonia? Sonia, I met through the church. We went on the impact team to New Zealand, yep. and she didn't like me. She, she was I, on the tour? Yep, yeah, she was on the tour and because uh, she's a Kiwi and uh, she uh, she just didn't like she me. So she was part of the Perth team going to New Zealand? Yes, and because uh, I was up the front running this and running that and she's like, oh, he's a big-headed guy, that guy, and I do have a big you know." But you were not? No. <laughs> you were it's just, just yourself? It was just that whenever I saw her, I always gave her a little bit of cheer. Uh, I saw it as a little bit of a hippie, she used to wear moccasins and plait her hair and I'd say, oh, you're just a little engineer." Uh, you know, and she said, I don't like this guy, you know. And it wasn't until we got back to Perth, we started becoming friends and, because uh, I was the longest bachelor in the church, so I was the bachelor to the rapture, apparently. Yeah. I was head of the club. You were, you were late 20s, weren't you? 34. Oh, just late 20s. I said in the past, I haven't got time to get married. Yeah. You, you keep sending me everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> am I to... And I make the joke that I actually got married so I could spend time with my wife. Good. <laughs> that was my joke. Yeah. And uh, I was on outreach the night before I got married. Oh. And, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't get off that easy. No. And... anyone? Uh, one? Yes. We went down to Carrie Valley. Nice. We had nice. a wonderful time and... Uh, Good choice. Yeah. And I was learning to be Should a
0: husband. husband?
1: Yeah, which wasn't easy after my background. Did you get married in the potter's House? Yes. And we and had probably. Um, well. At uh, Scarborough. Scarborough back then. And we probably had 500 people there. Where was the reception? At, at the Guildcliffe Hall. So, absolutely chock a block. So, the whole. The church was a wonderful place back then. Everybody supported everybody. Sure. So, all these women made food and. This yeah. was done, and I remember... It, was, it wasn't a catering function. No, Everybody I chicken. just had to buy 20 chickens or something, you yeah. know. But and a suit. And a suit, yeah. And uh, I remember standing up the front, and we used to stand in front of the pastor, and we would give our testimonies before we got married. Yeah. And I remember turning around, and <laughs> there were all these rock musos the long hair. They came. Yeah, they came, because they were curious to see who would marry me, you know. <laughs> and then there was people from work, and then my family, my grandma and these all these people and I said, man, this is like a zoo. <laughs> and I shared and Sonia shared and we got married and I just had the most wonderful time. I called yeah, oh, Sonia. Yeah. Sonia was, uh, she's uh, uh, about four years younger than me. So she was just thirty. Or just under 30. Yeah, just under 30. And, uh, so she was the late... Uh uh, they started right? too, yeah, and uh, again, we were so busy serving God, mm-hmm. doing, doing, doing what we were. So you just carried on, obviously. Yeah, you know. just, we. and there was a problem there, because uh, this, this was another good aspect of the church. I had good brothers around me who were older, yes. and they were speaking to me, mm-hmm. and one of the guys in the band, who's a pastor now, he called me aside, and said, "Denz, you need to minister to your wife. Mm. What do you mean? her <laughs> the gospel again? I was carrying on like I was a single man. Yeah. I was off with the band here, off with the band there, off doing this. I used to do music clinics, and I used to do... It. And she's, hello? I'm um, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll I, see you tonight. <laughs> oh, I felt so bad, and I had to go home and... Just apologize to her. Yeah. I didn't know how to be married. Yeah. I was just have one guitar, one bag, and off I went. Yeah. And so things got a lot better after that when I started paying her proper attention and treating her and I started saying no, it's not easy, you know. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, I can't be involved in that. Yeah. And God was teaching me. And funny thing about it, when I first came into the church in Scarborough, they had a Sunday school, adult Sunday school, on dating. Wow. And I'm sitting there thinking, this is embarrassing, this you is know? It's <laughs> so obviously for you young people, you know. The pastor gets up and he goes, Men, you ever wondered why you never found the right girl? Of course my ears went, yeah? He says, because you're not the right man. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and I knew why I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was the only common denominator in all my relationships, but it was never my fault. No. So I had to learn to understand women in a different way. Mm. And learn how they think. And thankfully my wife graciously put up with me. Yes. And we're still after thirty two years married. Congratulations. Yeah, we're mummer and papa now, you know, I'm sixty six. So I've got two daughters. A daughter. She's um, thirty-one. Facetimed though, so I rushed off last night. Yeah. She was ringing from Scotland, and uh, she, she lives there, or she yeah, old. she lives over there with a the fiance, and uh, she's gorgeous, absolute gorgeous girl, sweet as and my son, he's in uh, he's twenty-seven, yeah. and he's uh, he's a real entrepreneur, so he does uh, online coaching on Bitcoin and all this stuff. He's a real real dealer. Uh, I don't know where he got it from, you know. And I think he's got a bit of you. Any you know, if you're got um, to about Bitcoin. Yeah.
0: Uh, that way I can okay. retire from all my other business. Absolutely. Yeah. let the Bitcoin do the work for me. He got me into it. Oh you yeah. are you are you buying some crypto now? Yeah,
1: i have been in crypto for a while, yeah. Well and, now I know. Yeah you have to rely on he's uh he's some point then. again it's amazing, you know what it's like when your kids get older Yeah. go full circle. Mm. And suddenly they go, You know what? Mum and dad, you weren't so bad, were you? <laughs> you know, you can sense that respect, yeah. whereas when they're younger, they can start to grizzle. Why do I have to go to church? Yeah. Why do I have to? Why do I, you know? Because they're, under, they're getting voices from school and other kids and, and this battle goes on. Are they, are they following the Lord or are they still
0: on, no, on a journey? No, they're very
1: respectful and yeah. uh, very careful with us because they know that we haven't changed. Yes and uh, we keep praying for them. And we know that the intensive church life that they grew up on them yeah. was uh, was pretty intense. <laughs> we were the most church-going folks around. And- uh, Welcome but, to my world. Yeah, we never- Seven had, nights a week. There you go. It wasn't all day for Jesus, it was all week. And yeah. if there was a gap in the calendar, they put something there. Yeah. They knew it. Men's day, hey! If there was a gap, they knew you have it. The, yeah. yeah, and- uh, but, you know, I never apologise to my kids, saying, so you've got to be thankful you got brought up in church. Yeah. Because you learn things other kids didn't know. That's right. And you always stop the band like my kids did on Sunday. Absolutely. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, dear. Yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, just spending time with people, you realise what God has put in you. Yeah. And as I spent time with Vicky today, He's gone through a hard time, he's made some bad decisions, yeah. lost his job, mm. he's backed out of Thrive, yeah. and just been able to sit there and say, Mickey, you know what I can see? Mm. And just encouraged him. Yeah. And he was so thankful and then praying for him before yeah. I left him. And you think, man, there would have been a time... Because I did do social psychology like correspondence with yes. Me. yes. And I quit the course because I kept arguing with the <laughs> He yeah. kept, you, you know, trying to put people in boxes, yes. and I'm going, it's more, it's more complex than that, we're, we're very complex, you know. Yeah. So I quit, but I did learn a lot from it, mm. and one of the things I learned was the fact that it will identify what's wrong, Yeah. and even why it's wrong, yeah. but there's no solution. They'll say, join a social club, yeah. go on holiday. do this. Yeah. They don't have an answer. Yeah. And that's where the gospel is so powerful. Mm. There's a definitive answer. Yeah. Here's, don't worry about the issue yeah. or how you've got the issue. Yeah. Here is a cure. Mm. And uh, I was telling Mickey today, you know, you look at the COVID thing and they're all talking about vaccines, vaccines. Vac- Why doesn't someone talk about a cure? Yeah, That's what I'd like to hear. None of these. <laughs> band-aid solutions. Absolutely. And the gospel is not a band-aid. No. That's the beautiful thing. It's a and, transformation. Uh, so I, I continued on and uh, got into electronics. Because mm-hmm. what I did, I didn't trust the music business, so I used to study electronics during the day. Backup plan. Yeah, backup. And, back up, yeah, back up. and uh, I knew this could fall over at any day. You know, one day you're Mr. Popular, the next day no yeah. one. So uh, I wrote it while it was writing and uh, doing electronics, got into uh, different electronic companies and got into manufacturing and then got into design and, uh, and eventually every company I worked for was corrupt mm. Corrupt management yeah. and they were scared of me because I would walk in and confront them in the boardroom yeah. I remember one guy said so four of them were like little woods all around the boardroom table I said look guys I just stormed in past the secretary, yeah. shut the door behind me. I said, I want to be blessed and you're trying to curse me. Mm. And they all went white. I said, don't worry, I'm not going to tell, but you sin will find you out. And a guy ran up, stood behind me and said, what do you want, cash? you? <laughs> no, I want you guys to behave yourself and start to treat everybody with respect. I said, you right. want your hoods? So I left and the company went down and down and it was liquidated a short while later. Mm. And I saw those, the two heads of the company in jail for fraud and I went, there you go. It was like God was showing me how not to run a business. Yeah. And then in 1996, had started the opportunity on. I started my own a company in Sydney I said, look, we've been chasing you for years, why don't you form a company? And I said, yeah, great. And that was 96, and here was some, um, what is that, mate? Right? 20 odd years. 20 odd years, uh, UniTest is still, as my accountant said, a very good business. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the reasons I believe that God helps me in it is because I make sure that my business is my living. Yes. My Christianity is my job. I love it. it has a priority over everything. Yeah. Kingdom. I've witnessed to my customers, I don't care, yeah, know, <laughs> because they, their souls is more important than the business and I'm trying to keep that uh, going. So you test electronic uh, equipment? Or... I sell electronic equipment yeah. and uh, high voltage stuff and I mean it's big boxes, you know. There was 175,000 came through last week. Wow. Big high voltage stuff for Western Power, for the mines and yeah. stuff. Not many people know about it, yeah. and uh, I can, can sell it, I can train them, I can test and calibrate all the products. Beautiful. I did my 11,000th calibration the other day. 11,000th? <laughs> yeah. You keep well, a track. Yeah, oh yeah, it's all recorded in the book because it's all above yeah. board legal, you know. But right. yeah, you just think, the old burnt out rock musician. And how many people are there? Me and my lady. Oh. And uh, I've been on her case for ages and uh, two, three weeks ago, just no, just after Christmas. She came in, she said, You know, you've really got to me. And I said, What? She said, I bowed my knee the other day and accepted Jesus as my Lord and it's all your fault. I left her, I said, We're a Christian business now.
0: We're no we <laughs>
1: <laughs> And she's such a sweetheart south everything. That's beautiful. Yeah, and uh, I thought to myself, God, you're good. Yeah, I've got a Christian accountant. Yes. He's a wonderful man. And uh, he's helped me through the whole process of running the business. Because yeah. I had a partner, but he became corrupt mm. and uh, I had to uh, separate from that. And unfortunately, he never reconciled the relationship, even though we were together for 20 years. Wow. And he just passed away last week. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I'm thinking Mel knows him well. And you're thinking, man, it's really sad that you go to the grave and you never put things right. Pride. Yeah. And, uh, but that's all in the past. I've let all that go. And uh, I always say in business, you know, there's company, sole proprietor, partnership. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why do you do that? And everybody I've kind of shared, oh, where's the other guy? Yeah. Oh, I said, I had to that yeah. Yeah. I used to have a... And they would tell me their story. Yeah. It's like a bad marriage. But I, I do know people who have survived and yeah. doing well. And But you're right, there's only a few. I mean, I only formed a partnership with him. I started a company and, and he needed a job. Yeah. He had a big mortgage out of the mines. And he was going to a church. So I just... Okay, you're a Christian. I'm, I'm not to work with you. But he just didn't have the Christian principles, and it's mm. a bit of a fraud, mm. unfortunately, and so, uh, but I learned through all these things and uh, uni test has gone on, bigger and better things. Absolutely. And uh, I get a bit nutty at work sometimes. I've got a talking hamster. Mm. And so when you get really rattled, I talk to him. And he's really funny, he records whatever you say and talks back to you in the same voice. Mm. that's desperate stuff, eh? <laughs> It's psychological and stuff. And it's not Siri. <laughs> not serious, no. But it's like I do get lonely work, I love so That's why sometimes I chew my customers ears off. Yeah. But it's great. It's great. When they, when they start coming into business and you start talking about business and you find an opportunity to segue out and you start talking about your faith and their eyes are fixed on you. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, you know. it's a God moment, you know. Yeah. And uh, I've had lots and lots and lots and lots of them. So what's
0: next for Trevor Dinsmore?
1: Well, I'm uh, presently working alongside a very talented man called Paul Mansfield, mm-hmm. who's not only an author, but uh, he's probably about to release his new single. Yeah. And uh, I told him I want ten percent of whatever he's got. You wrote a song for him. Didn't I wrote you? a song for Paul. Mended. Mended. Yeah. And uh, I think it's uh, going to go up the charts that way. Yeah. But. I uh, I'm one who's, who knows my limitations, yeah. and uh, I really enjoy uh, teaching. Yeah, and a lot of that, a lot of teaching clinics. As I travel around the world, I love preaching. Yeah, and uh, teaching and preaching, and and I still enjoy making worship music. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's just a wonderful thing. I always walk more, not as many hats as Paul. But I did always wear I was always on the church council, I was a Bible study leader, I was running a band, I was... Just for our listeners and our, and our viewers,
0: Paul is behind the cameras, way. he's here in the studio, so that's uh, just so you know, <laughs> he's hearing all of this. There's God's humour, he's linked us
1: together. Yeah, and... so I didn't know you are
0: uh, I knew you were singing, I knew you were playing, I knew you were doing testimonies, I didn't know you were preaching, well we'll have you on the pulpit soon now.
1: I've done a lot with the uh, AOG as you see through the hills and down south and places and I really enjoy it because as you know yourself when you've got a mission and you lay hold of God and God just drops these things in your heart and you just go that is wonderful. Yeah. And uh, I love uh, witnessing to people and sharing my faith and in love, well, and using lots of humour. Yeah. I found the Aussies, it's essential. Yeah, you come at them, drive stick, they just back up and they don't worry. But if you make a few jokes, and, yeah. you know, and they go, oh, he's human, you know. Yeah. They think Christians aren't. But that human side of us needs to be relaxed and, uh, and caring. What I love about you, Trevor, is that you're always
0: focusing on others. There's so little about you and so much on others. And yeah, and there's uh, a lot of me to focus on, you know? Yeah, but and that's... I'll try only, try it. It. Only, <laughs> only you and your hamster. <laughs> we I mean, we do see you. We, every time we see you, you focus on others. <laughs> so, it's it's wonderful.
1: It's the joy, isn't it? Yeah. What Jesus first, others second, yourself last, the whole yeah. thing. But it really is, I love investing in other people and... Chris, who you will have sooner or later in here. Yeah, probably yeah. next two three shows. Uh, followed him up as a new convert. He was a Kiwi rugby player, yeah. a big handsome dude. Yeah. Didn't know anything, and uh, he was around our place all the time, yeah. feeding him, teaching him, and uh, he went on to uh, run youth ministries yeah. and uh, joined the police force, became a detective, yeah. And I've been there the whole time. He always wants me to be there and see him graduate or see him do this. Is he still employed? Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he, he he employed ministry. with Jerry Benson. He's, he's like the... Uh, he looks like a worker. Yeah. He's actually the chaplain for all the sites. Him. And he keeps them all in line because there's some 50 prisoners on the sites. And yeah. Stuff happens. A lot. Yeah. they. Uh, yeah, Chris, uh, that guy, over there, he didn't like my preaching so I decked him. Uh-huh. Uh you don't. Hit them. <laughs> it's funny. But so he's one of your disciples? He's one of my disciples and he was uh, on the phone to me today. And we, we chat about things. Yeah. And it's a wonderful relationship. Him and his wife, beautiful people. And uh, we also uh, support ministry in Brazil, which is my nephew. Oh. Him, him and his wife. He moved there, they moved there. They moved there. South Harlem. Open Arms, yeah, Ministry. Yeah, okay. South Harlem. I think so, yeah, they rescue kids off the street. Yeah. They've got three kids of their own. And uh, he just sent me a Facebook message this morning, he says, calls me uncle. Yes. Uncle, look at me. He's just broken. He was playing basketball with all these hoodlums. He's trying to reach them with the <laughs> gospel. <laughs> he broke his leg in two places. Um, ah, <laughs> there he is. So, you know, when I talk to him over FaceTime or on the computer, He's always thanking us for our financial support and prayer, and I say, mate, you're the hero. Yeah, <laughs> behind the trenches. Look at your big, handsome guy, gorgeous wife, gorgeous. They could be doing anything, yeah. but here they are in this tough country, Yeah. and they are just beautiful, and we've supported them for years, uh, we love what God's doing through them. Awesome. And these kids, man, you just, you weep when you hear they, they see the parents shot in front of them drug dealers, and all been sexually abused. It's just painful. And they take them in, they start to teach them some manners, yes. and give them love, and teach them the gospel, and just to see the changes, it's wonderful, you know? Yeah, yeah I, love, I love ministries like that. Kids are, are our future. Yeah. And I'm still waiting for mine.
0: <laughs> Grandkids kids, please. Yes. Well, um, I'm just so delighted that we could hear you, you chat here and just bring some testimonies from your life and also what the Lord has done in your life. I'm going to call this uh, episode Praising a Hallelujah because what you're doing is you're actually raising a hallelujah in everybody's life Absolutely. as you disciple them. Well, you
1: could steal the theme there of the posters they used to do. Yeah. From Jets to Jesus. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, wow. That's, that's good. <laughs> they that's you right. used, they milled it. Yeah. And I think God well, kept the air From yes. Jets to Jesus. Get some mileage Well, thank you for watching and spending this few minutes with us and hearing this amazing story. Trevor Dinsmore, he's part of our church here at the Nora Church and you can come and hear him play and sing every Sunday as he's part of the worship team here. And uh, from Jets to Jesus and loving others and investing in others and just putting his life for others, Uh, I pray that you're inspired, I pray that you're inspired to put others first and you last and maybe God is calling you uh, out of your world into his kingdom into something amazing. And maybe he's using this very moment to do that. So whatever you're doing, ask yourself, am I wasting my time or am I honoring the Lord? Am I kingdom focused or it's all about me? And I pray that you find the right answers in Christ Jesus. If you love this stuff that we're doing here, please share it. Uh, Give us uh, uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts. And uh, yeah, come back again next week because every week we want to bring you a fresh new story from here, from Western Australia, from Perth. At Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate, and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.